there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is Full Change with Tom Laidlaw. Well, Tom, we're down to the final two, and your boy Jack Eichel is leading the charge for Vegas. Despite Jack Eichel in the finals. No, he's I, playing great. I know. I have to eat crow on that one. I still, this, there's reasons why I don't like the player, but he's a super talented player, and obviously he's doing, he's filling a role. Maybe it's one of those things, too, that uh, in, in Buffalo, he has a young guy. He was expected to be sure. the guy. Now he goes into the Vegas there, and I've talked about Stone so many times, Petrangelo on defense. Yep. You know, he's just he he's more than just a guy on the team, but he's not the only in, guy. In fairness, that was at Buffalo. They're on the upswing now. They're 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 coming, but that was a terrible team he was on for years. Yeah, totally. So it's just the way he handled himself. But we, we talked about that. Before. That's fair. But but now he's got his squad and he's he's their offensive leader playing against the emerging superstar. In the NHL, because Matt Kachuk is just like yeah, he's become the guy now. He's yeah, the clutch goals, the physical play, the intimidation. You know, like there's like you almost want to go back to like a Mark Messier yeah. kind of effect on the game, right? Like he I just, mean, three game winners in the, yeah. in the semifinal, two overtimes, yeah. and it, the, he has such confidence that they're such great personalities. The Kachuk brothers, yeah. they're yeah. like they they kind of you know McDavid is great, but he's yeah, kind of vanilla, bland. yeah, very bland. Yeah. Kachuks are alive, you know. They're, they're I, was, I was listening to the NHL Network, and when somebody was talking telling a story about Kachuk was on. I think it was during the playoffs at some point. And the coach put a, lo- a line on against him, the other team's coach. And Kachuk went by the bench and looked at the coach. He says, you want to put that line out there against me? Like almost Larry Birdish, right? Like, yeah. yeah. You need that. You need that personality. And that's yeah. awesome. The game definitely needs that. I, I, I think the Florida team, they're a really good team. They were, they, you know, they won the president's trophy last year. They, yeah. they squeaked in this year, but now, you know, they're, they're up against, I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great series. Yeah. One word, one word, Bob. Sergey Bobrovsky, oh, unbelievable. Yeah, if he plays the way he has played in the past, he's going to give them a shot yep. to win. I don't think they have quite the firepower that the Vegas has. And apparently, I didn't realize this. Vegas takes very few penalties too. Re- well, this, this one, one well, Peter, Peter Angel took a nice one against Drysdale at the end yeah, of that one game. But, yeah. but also, they're getting great goaltending from Aiden Hill. So, yeah. and that's a surprise. That always happens. You see, the teams yep. that are successful in playoffs, there's always one guy that's going to step up that going to the playoffs weren't counting on him at all. Right? You know, here's a good question too, because Bobrovsky, if you look at him and they, they keep showing this on, on social media, he he loses a ton of weight every series. Did that happen to you when you were playing? Yeah, you do. You really get drained mentally and physically. You're drained. You don't realize it really until it's all over. Like when we, my first year in the league, we went to the semifinals. 
I, I didn't feel bad. I think you're so pumped up. Yeah. Like, wow, this is cool. You're also 22 years old. Yeah. Then. Right. And then when it's over with, you step back and like the mental part of it too, is like you didn't understand how much pressure you were under. Yeah. You really didn't feel it because you're just constantly going all the time. Does it? Does this happen to you? Some uh, one of my daughters does theater, and after every show is over, they have like this post-show depression for a little while. It goes oh. on for like a week or so. They're just like you know because they lost. They've done this thing. Right. They finished. Does that happen to you after a season ends? Yeah. Yeah, you do, especially if you if you've had a good team and you don't do well in the playoffs. It's like you like I said, oh god, let you can't do anything about it, right? You, right. It just bugs you for like for a certain period of time. But um, yeah, it's it's funny looking back at the playoffs. How much more fun? Like the regular season is great. Obviously, you're playing in the National Hockey League; it's a dream come true. But when you get the playoffs, so there's to me, there's a couple of ways of looking at it. Again, like my first year, we weren't expected to do too much, but then we went on a yep. pretty good run. Yep. Like that was exciting because like you're going into every series. You're playing in LA. We beat them up. Playing in St. Louis, they had a good team. More reporters them. following you now. More reporters. It's, it's sunny outside. You know, yep. you're outside waiting for the bus and you got to, you know, weather's nice. Yeah. yeah, weather's nice. You don't practice very much. You go just get out there on the ice and kind of tour around a little bit, but then the games mean so much and the tension and the, sure. the, the physical play. Yeah. Well, take yourself back to 86 because, uh, you, you know, you win those two series against Philadelphia and Washington and then you run up against Patrick Waugh yeah. and our friend Chris Nyland and and then what happens to you after like what do you what's your mental state after yeah. that series frustrating same way my first year we had won the two series and we lost to the Islanders four straight okay. so it's frustrating because you, you were playing so well and I think part of it you look back at I, this happened in LA when we beat, beat Edmonton and we came back we we're down in the series 3-1 we won that and then we played Calgary after we, we played terrible yep I don't know if it was a letdown. Did we respect them too much? I think that was partly the case with the Islanders. My first year, we respected them too much. I thought we didn't play as hard against them as we did against uh, St. Louis and LA. So yeah, that's frustrating because you think to so you look back and go, if we had played the same way in that series that we lost, we did in the two series that we won. Yep. You know, we would have had a much better shot, but I guess that's a credit to the team you're playing. Yeah, against. and well, and credit to them also. All three of those teams went on to win the cup. Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's got to have you, you know, kicking yourself a little yeah, bit too, right? It is true. Yeah, should have been us. Yeah, I remember and I've told you the story. We had Clark Gillies on a show uh, with Gresh. Uh, Gresh, I think, do gave us on the show as well, and he was really great. He said that, that year in '84, where they beat us in overtime, when Kenny Morrow scored that goal, he said he they thought that if we if we had beat them, that we could have won the right. same. And you were happy to hear that that he had that much respect for you. But at the same time, you're like, really? Well, you. I think anyone watching knew that too. Like yeah. you had to go through that. Oh. You know, you had to get through the Islanders to win the cup oh. or the Flyers. So you oh. guys. Yeah, you just just oh, bad uh, time. It's funny. You, you, I recently watched that game, game five, where Kenny Moore scored. Wow, what a game that was! I couldn't like that. If somebody asked me now, what's the best game you ever participated in? As that player, was it. It's got to be it. I, you know, that game is burned into my memory. I, I'm probably, I think I was twelve. I think we've talked about this before with various players, but that uh, the goal was it was a high stick. Even though I rooted like crazy for it, yeah. but it, was, it was a high stick. Questionable, questionable. But but and and your buddy Gresh scores a magical goal oh, that yeah. game, the first the first goal of the game. But um, that one hurt as a Ranger fan, especially a kid. That one is like, yeah. you know, you have that moment. Maybe you did with the, these moments. That one stuck in my mind when Morrow gets that point oh, and scores yeah. that goal. And, like Kenny, and, no disrespect to Kenny Morrow, but not a goal Kenny scorer. Morrow, yeah. yeah. Got to remember about Gresh, too. Uh, Herb Brooks was coaching at the time, and Herb didn't like Gresh that much. So Gresh, that was only the second game of the series that Gresh played in. I say I don't remember that. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So he, he missed. And, so, and I say that as a compliment to him because they have that kind of confidence now to make the move on Dennis Potts. Yeah, oh, he yeah. Did that goal. Because that's tough. You're out of the lineup, you know. And, now you're a healthy scratch and you're doubting yourself. Fans should go back and, and um, look at that goal on YouTube. Cause this is, it's almost like the goal leech scored in uh, yeah. game seven against the yeah. devils, but, and we're going to have Gresh on the show coming up. People should look out for that one, but, uh, and we'll talk about it, but yeah, what a great goal. And oh. was Brooks playing him at center? 
in that? He was he was going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barry Beck had gotten hurt the game before, so right. he put Dave Maloney and Gresh both in the lineup. They were not in the lineup before. The, the funny thing with Gresh too is when you watch the goal he scored, and, and again, total compliment to Gresh. We talked about this. He's not he's not very fast. He lulled him to sleep. Yeah, like, yeah. But, but he's got such a stick control and everything. I watch him do that and go, how the heck did he do yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, and for a big guy too at the time. Yeah, that, that's he had just great hands. That's a great move. Yeah, and and then of course I think got let's remember. So I think Fossey got one. Oh, and then right, did he get the first goal? Yes, again? he did. And I was on the ice and I tried to deflect it. Oh, and then Gresh. Oh. And then I think, was it Stefan Pearson or Thomas Janssen got the second goal? Janssen, I think it was, yeah. Okay, yeah. and then 39 seconds left. Yeah, Don Maloney's going Pavlich takes a shot, right? Yeah. Don Maloney oh. bangs in the high stick. And that overtime was unbelievable. It was. It was back and forth. There's hardly any whistles, and it's just back and well, forth. And, and it wasn't like there was no chances. Goaltenders were making fantastic saves. Yeah, too. they were. Unbelievable. Yeah. Half his, off his, you yeah. know, he was amazing. But then I, I remember, of course, I remember Miko um, Lennon whiffing. Oh. And then Larry Patey falls down. Bob Brook had a good opportunity, I think, too, in the overtime. Yeah, these are the ones that I, I, I see know. over and over. And then oh. I'm sure you do too. And oh. it's amazing that you can talk about this. Both of us, you as a player, me as a kid watching, can talk about this game 30 plus yeah. years later, so, and still it, like vivid. It was epic. Of all the games I've ever watched, even, and I'm not just saying because I was in it. Yeah. But the man, the, just no. the energy level and the hitting, and, and not to mention, you guys are trying to. They were, you know, the Islanders were obnoxious. Their fans with that drive for yeah. five, oh. they're going to win five cups yeah. in a row. And you guys were going to stop them. You, you had I, them. We had them. If we won the game before at the Garden, then we the series is over. Yeah. Well, you'd smoked them in what was it, game three, like yeah. seven two yeah. or something, and Definitely. then yeah. yeah, oh man, oh yeah. But yeah, those games. Anyway, Stanley Cups. Best time of the year, Stanley Cup playoffs. It, it really is. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate with the NHL right now, whether it's Florida and, and Vegas, right? So, won't, won't be quite the interest, but it'd be a good series, though, too. I hope people do watch it because the hockey's going to be good. It won't, yes, but you know what you'll have after this? You'll have emerging and growing markets in oh, Vegas, yeah, totally. in Southern Florida. Yep, that's a very good point. You know, when, when uh, they won in Raleigh, uh, all oh, yeah. the fans, you know, you know outside. Look, you know. At te- look at the sh- uh, shape of Texas now with hockey. Yep. Te- they're totally. emerging. All right, so now we got to get down to it. Who, who, do, you, who do you have? Well, you going with Jack, your boy Jack? My, see, that's the thing. So Jack's on Vegas. I don't like Jack. So I have a hard time picking them. I, I do think overall their defense and their forwards are better uh, than Florida's. But Bobrovsky's there for Florida. Now, he's still iffy because he has had his ups and downs. But this playoffs has been pretty good for yeah, him. Yeah, very good. So if he plays the way he can, I just – I, I'm, I'm, I think Florida has enough. I, I like Kachuk. I like his attitude. I like his arrogance. And I mean that in a very good way yep. as a compliment to him. Uh, so I'm going to go with Florida in six games. All right. I am going to also take Florida, and I'm going to take Matt Kachuk for the Conn Smythe. Yep. Well, so far, I guess he's got – well, him or Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Unless someone – what if, like, Carter Verhage steps up or something? You know, anything could happen, but yeah. I think Kachuk's – Yeah, it, especially if Florida wins, it's got to be Bob or uh, Kachuk. I think yeah. Kachuk is announcing himself on the league stage, and he's yeah. going to be – could be maybe the face of the NHL. For well, the I heard somebody say, and I kind of still dispute it, but, you know, Connor, Connor McDavid is just so talented. Uh, Dreisaitl is so con- uh, talented. Uh, they are. Yeah, but the impact player right now in the league, the guy that makes the Kachuk. difference the most is Kachuk. Yeah, and, and, and a hundred point player. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. It's not just a guy that's like sixty points or something. Then so. when you you know have the Miami Heat players wearing his jersey, right. you know that's he's coming. Yeah, this, so this uh, how does it feel in Calgary right now? Where I mean, yeah. I know he kind of he kind of forced his way out of town because he said he wasn't going to resign. But you know now they don't even make the playoffs. No, you know the guys that they got there, like Uberdo had a fifty-point season. Yeah, yeah. Which you know what? I think that's an anomaly. I think he's a better player than that, and he'll come back. I mean, let's see. He signed a big contract. Yep. Sometimes that messes guys up a little bit. A lot of expectations sure. when you come into a city like Calgary. It's such a hockey city. So I still think. Well, they they did what they had to do. I remember saying after all those trades happened, 
Yeah, you did a much better job right. than I thought they were going to get done. Yeah, well, you, as you were in the agent business for 22 years, as I've heard, um, when a player says, I'm not signing here, yeah. your hands are tied. Especially when it's a player at that level. You can't let him go and not get anything for him. So to get the package back that they did, I would still even – even though what's happened right now, I would still say, listen, they did you a great to. job. Yeah. They did well, it's almost job. like the Rangers with Patrick Kane. Like now he, he just had hip surgery yeah, I know. and you knew something was wrong, but you had to get him. Well, that's the thing for Chris Drury. We've talked about this before. Chris Drury, the general manager of the Rangers. When, when Kane comes out publicly and says he wants to be a New York Ranger. And if you don't go get him and then you lose in the first round, it was like, why didn't you yeah. get Patrick Kane? But also he says, I want to play for the Rangers and I have a wonky hip. Which yeah. he didn't say. I know that is true. Yeah. yeah, you know, if he'd announced that in advance, you know, then they're saying, you know, because obviously the Rangers knew that yeah. he had a bad hip. Because if he announced it in advance, he said, "Listen, I'm a little banged up right now, but I want to go try to yeah. help the Rangers win a cup." Well, I well, mean, now when you look back, it looks like you know he looked like he was wincing or disinterested, and obviously there's a yeah. reason for that. He right. was facing hip surgery in the offseason. And you wonder what kind of damage did that do to the psyche of the team? Right? Sure, you bring this guy in, you, you move people down in the lineup that right. has a solid spot. He really can't perform the way he everybody wants him to perform, but he, he's hurt. Right. He just can't do anything about it. Yeah, hey, we got Patrick Kane, but it's also like, yeah, but his hip is shot. Yeah, and now so. I'm I'm Heedle, and I'm playing up in the top six. Now I'm on the right. you know the bottom six, and so and then those guys aren't doing anything. And again, Panarin didn't have a, a great series. Also, again, so. it, it, yeah, it was Stanley Cup is coming, but Rangers still don't have a coach. Um, who do you think That's it's right. going to be? Well, a lot of people are talking about the, the Knobloch up in the in Hartford. It's a minor league team, but you know, do you bring a a, a, a coaching that has never coached in the NHL before into a market like the New York yep. Rangers with a player like Sturkin, who's a star player who you're saying this team should win. Yep. Right. But there's a lot of there too. I mean, the young kids have got to take another step forward. They kind of took a step backwards right. in this playoff. So who's, who's the guy, you know, the, the front runner, it seems to be Laviolette, Laviolette, but Larry Brooks has had an article out saying that Patrick was the perfect candidate. So who knows? Ah, yeah. Patrick Waugh. I mean, he certainly has that reputation of being that fiery guy. Oh, yeah. But is that what players are going to like? Do they respond to that now? It seems like the players today, are, they have about a two year shelf life with a coach and then they right. just tune them out. And it's all. And again, no, they're fantastic athletes, sure. but different athletes than when I played. Yep. Right. Like coaches like a Mike Keener or Herb Brooks even would play more of those mind games. Like, you know, and come down and kick you in the head yeah, sure. and get you going. You can't do that. Well, but, we had Mark Howen recently. He said he was he grew up knowing or being told that the coach is always right. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, that, that mindset has definitely changed. Uh, it's just, you know, it's a, I don't know. It's a, a more thoughtful player now that needs to be explained, have things explained to him a little bit more. Like coaches didn't explain it to you before. Like get out there and there's, do what I tell you to do. It's more a holistic approach to, to yeah. coaching hockey players. That's nice. That's beautiful. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Looking forward to it a lot. Yeah. And please like subscribe, share, and leave us a review on Apple. If you're enjoying this podcast. Yeah, I've had a lot of people. I've done a lot of events lately. People coming up and really been happy with the full change podcast, awesome. especially the part that I do on it. They kind of question. No, they, yeah, they say Tom Lidlow's obviously the machine, the White Rock, the machine, <laughs> the, the legend, the White Rock. Who's the other guy? Uh, we got. Oh, I've been doing a lot of events lately. I had a fun event we did uh, yesterday. Uh, well, the the Gay fun. Hockey Association. The that was that was fun event. Yeah, that was interesting. The, New, so York the Gay, New York City Gay Hockey Association had a dinner at Chelsea Pierce. I went to, and uh, they were having a lot of fun. Very, did you get on the ice? Did you wheel or no? No, no. The game's oh. over when I got there. I was just the celebrity at the uh, gotcha. dinner. Yeah, and you know what? They didn't care about me at all. <laughs> they were having fun. It was actually pretty funny to watch because they just finished playing the game. They've got the cocktail hour and the and, sure. and they were pounding the cocktails. There, there's party time for them. Was so it, it was, it any, well, I'm sure. Did more people recognize you from Survivor or from hockey? 
I don't think they recognized me at all. <laughs> I had to tell them who I was. I had the shirt on. I'm going up and introduce myself. I'm Tom Laidlaw, play for the Rangers. Oh, that's great. I'm getting another beer. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, the other day, right? Yeah, I, had a, I, I hate to call it a fun day. Uh, teacher at the PS20 in uh, Flushing, Queens, uh, gym teacher, had gotten killed, got hit by a motorcycle. Oh. Um, and uh, apparently he's one of those guys that the, the school just loved him. The kids loved him. He was, yeah. just happened to be the stories. And the reason I say it was a, somewhat of a fun day, they weren't really necessarily uh, mourning his loss. Sure. It was more celebrating his life. And it was it was great to watch. They had a, uh, John Wallace from the uh, Knicks was there, former player, and they had a basketball game. And the young kids uh, were very sweet. They put together a monument for the teacher. And the, oh, wow. the family nice. was all there. So it was, uh, again, you'd hate to say that it was a fun event to be to, but it's like. Uh, but it was a celebration. Yeah, like the impact he had made on everybody's life. You could really see it. And, and they were proud of that. They, it was kind of like it was highlighted now how great of a person uh, that he was. Awesome. You, you get to do some amazing things working as a Ranger alumni representative. Yeah. That's awesome. You know what? I'm very fortunate. I get to do a lot of events with kids that are good stuff, those kind of events. We had an event uh, after that one at uh, Central Park. Uh, Chase Bank put on a uh, 5K run. Did you so run? I, did you get out and run? No, I didn't. I had to hold the finish line tape. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Did you larry anybody coming through or no? Well, we were thinking about that. Like, lifting it up. Like, <laughs> yeah. so Close line. Yeah. That's funny. So, yeah, I've been very fortunate to do a lot of Ranger stuff lately. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah. Meet, meet a lot of good people. Awesome. Enjoy the show. Tom, we got a we got a real tough guy on this show. We got a good fighter, unlike yourself. <laughs> we have a Stanley Cup, two-time Stanley Cup champion, unlike yourself. There you go. And we have a guy who's actually living kind of in the wilderness. We have Stanley Cup champion Grant Jennings from Alaska today. Great to meet you, Grant. We played against each other, but we neither one of us crossed the red line, so we never really got to know each other at all, right? So I was trying to think of uh, if we ever like ran into each other literally. Yeah. You know? We get to the both of us get the red line dumping in. Yeah, all right, great, great to meet you again. Um, so where did you grow up? Then where's home for you? I was born in Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan. And oh. My dad was a game warden and um, bush pilot. Like we had our own airplane, couldn't see the government. So I was born there. And then I grew up in Belfort, Saskatchewan. We moved there. That's where I played my minor hockey. Oh, okay. Good. They have a junior team there now, like a tier two team. Uh, when you started, were you a defenseman? Yeah. Well, no, actually, I was a left wing. Oh, okay. That was my first year score. Uh, they they found out pretty quick that I, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> so, so they moved back to D there. My second year, calm thumb, I guess, whatever you want to call it. My second year midget, I played at Notre Dame. You know, I right. came out of Melfort, went to Notre Dame Owls with Wendell Clark and Russ Courtnall. We had a great team. Right. So I played it on both one year. I was going to take a uh, scholarship to uh, North North Dakota. Oh, you were? Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, I went down there on a recruiting trip. They wanted me there, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't too good at school. There's another so, another thing you're not getting. You guys are like brothers. Jeez. Well, I, so I, went out and I, I got about a 52 average. Full ride. They, they said, Grant, here's your major. It's recreation. I'm like, what? That is a rec? That's a, can I go in business administration? But I said, no. Here's your major. Here's your classes. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, yeah. That's weird. They don't usually do that. The coach doesn't tell you what your classes are. They, you know, why didn't I, me, and, and my, our goalie, too. Greg Stroman ended up going there. My classes were like um, playground activities, uh, water, <laughs> too, bowling, skiing. Oh, I took bowling in college, too. And they put all my hard classes, you know, the compulsories, like, you know, English, math, whatever, right. to the last two years. Because they knew I wouldn't be there. They, they figured I was going to go pro. Right? right. 
So oh, I'm that's sneaky. You got to show up for the first day of your course, and then you know that's it. Then if you run into trouble, well, people, we got people to write tests for you. Wow, they came right out and told you that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. They were trying to get me there. I was wanted. So I don't. Hey. So I went back home and I was excited. I told dad, my dad's like, you're not going there. <laughs> so oh, I, said, I said, no, but I went to Saskatoon to play for play. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. So the WHL thought I was going to go play college. Right. And well, your dad wanted you to get an education. That's why he, he wanted you to go now. Okay. Looking back, you know, I probably should have went, I was drafted or drafted they list by the Regina Pats at the time, but I was like 13. So I started with the Pats, and then I said, I'm not going there. My Forge was there. I'm not, so I'm not going to play there. They traded me to Brandon for Todd Lombard and Barry Trotz. Oh. Went from Regina to, to Brandon for Barry Trotz and someone else. So Barry Trotz, everybody knows, was coach of the Islanders, uh, Washington Capitals, National Predators. I ended up, um, I was in uh, Brandon. They came to the house in Jersey, and they wanted me to come there. I said, no. Next day or week later, I got traded with Kamloops. So I ended up being traded to from Kamloops to uh, uh, Winnipeg Warriors. So they came to my house with a contract and everything, had money. And I said, I'm not going to Winnipeg. So they're a re- you're a rebel. Well, yeah. I, well, yeah. So so then I, I got a hold of Prince Albert. And I said, I want to come here. And so they just said, Winnipeg wants to see much for you. And I said, okay, fine. So then Lugadecki got a hold of the wind of it. So he traded for me to Saskatoon. I said, okay, that's two hours away. I'll go. I didn't know all that. Nobody does yeah, that. Yeah, it's supposed to work. Out. So I ended up playing in Saskatoon and um, never was drafted. You know, I, I pissed off a lot of people not going to North Dakota. So you didn't get drafted by the NHL? Nope. Oh, I didn't know that. I had guys drafted all around me, right? I'm watching this and I'm just saying, well, I'm better than this guy. What? You know, what the hell's going on? So you think you, think you got a bad reputation because you turned down North Dakota? Yeah, I think so. And, and all the WHL teams. Yeah, yeah. So I got, a, you know, like you said, I was kind of a rebel. Well, you know, they didn't like that. Yeah. So I was playing in Saskatoon with Wendell, of course, Wendell. Wendell Clark? Yeah. So oh, I, I didn't know. So, well, they, tra- they they moved him up to Florida at the end of the year. Oh, okay. Toronto, you know. So, I mean, I was, you know, a lot of overshadowing there. Trent Yachty went second round of the Blackhawks. Duncan McPherson, the guy that died over in Austria, oh, yeah. fell into a crevasse. He was drafted first round to the Islanders. Uh, we had a stack of so we it was it was good. But I mean, like I said, they just they didn't draft me, so I ended up uh, my year when I was nineteen. They um, I just got offered a contract by uh, Pittsburgh, oh. Washington Capitals, and Vancouver Canucks. And at that time, I'm not going to Vancouver because of the Canadian dollar. And uh, Washington Capitals sent the best farm team at Binghamton there. Right. I figured because we split with uh, we split with Hartford at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's where I went. You signed with Washington first. Oh, okay. Three years. So I was at the trial um, with my son at his tournament, and they had the Caps were in town. So I took my son because I played in Toronto. I got to go to the alumni. And Lou Francis Gate, they're both live there now, but they, they play. I play those guys in Washington. So. Okay, I got to ask you about Lou Francis Eddy. Him and I were always button heads. He's a good guy. A good guy, but he's a ball, he's ball headed, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Win some battles. Yeah. Wow, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. He's always talking to him and I are talking back and forth. We're all elbowing each other in the head and cross checking everything. Yeah. And we'll have a little conversation about it. And he, he would run the shit out of you. I mean, he would yeah. take your fucking head off. I mean, yeah. You know, he, would, he didn't hold back. I mean, he yeah. was fast, too. Well, out of control. 
he was there for four checking and you know, first guy in kind of thing. Yeah, totally. He did his job. Yeah. So I, I brought half the team up. Those 16 U's, they're all 15 years old. They're all in awe, you know, like yeah. in, the, in the box. And Lou starts shaking their hands, squeezing their hands. Oh, he starts squeezing all the kids' heads. I'm like, <laughs> like Lou, we got a game tomorrow. So anyway, I, that's, I ended up in Washington um, three years, mostly in the minors. Shane Sherla, me, Jim Thompson, Sean Cronin. Oh, Cronin. Oh, Cronin the Barbarian, right? Didn't they call Cronin, Cronin. the Barbarian? We had a couple of teams in the league, but right. we just couldn't get past Rochester. That you know, a couple of tough guys, but they had skill there. Right. They had you know career minor leaders, so they always ended up in the. But anyway, three years there, and Binghamton, and then uh, so they traded me to Hartford. So, and what year was that then, Grant? We went to Hartford. Well, I went pro '85, so I got traded to uh, I got traded to uh, Hartford in '88, and then I went and played there '89. And then Grant's part of like the trade that turned around the Pittsburgh Panthers. Yeah, but ESPN's best trade. Oh, is that right, Wes? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. well, look what they got. They got they got Grant, and they got a guy named Ole Samuelson and Ron Francis. Right. There was a lot going on at Hartford. You know, Rick Lee was messing with guy. He took Ronnie C away. Oh, I didn't know that stuff. Oh, wow. Wow. He called me to his office. He smoked a cigar. He goes, "I don't know why you're in this." Me. You shouldn't even be there. Rick Lee was like that. Wow, I didn't know that about him. He got a Roddy, you know, all feet not so much, but anyway, um, come trading like trading deadline or getting close to it, and and uh, I got a phone call one night. Well, I told him, I said, trade me, you know, get me out of here. So, you know, wasn't the best Hartford, yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was yeah. I mean, it, was, it wasn't in New York City. But, uh, yeah, no kidding. Near the mall, there was Rick was taxed to the mall and everything. Yeah. What was the old song? Grass <laughs> <laughs> Greatest goal song in hockey history. Come on, the ice. And they played it at Binghamton. So I got three years in Binghamton. And then they trained me to Hartford. And I get the same thing for three years. Oh, it sticks in your head, right? All these years later, you still remember, yeah. I get trained there, uh, Pittsburgh. They, they called me that night. And they said, uh, you're, you're getting traded to Pittsburgh. You know, with, with two other guys, we haven't worked it out yet. So I was the first guy in that trade, I guess. Uh, yeah, what did you think at that point then? Were you happy about that trade? Yeah. I mean, I had no idea what Pittsburgh was like, or, you know, I, I thought they were, weren't that good, but, you know, just get me out of here. Yeah. And we, uh, and then, and then I, so I show up at the airport at six in the morning. Um, I don't know who I got traded with. Right. And, uh, Roddy and Alfie show up, and I'm like, did we have a fucking road trip today? Why? Because you thought they'd never, you thought they'd never trade those guys? You, what are you doing here? That, Lightened up my my spirits for sure. Yeah, good. And then we 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 got in there. Of course, everybody just I and stuff because we had a game that day against Vancouver that night. Right. So we had pregame skate. And everybody's you know they they had, they lost three of their buddies kind of thing. You That's know? right. Um. So yeah. Uh, we played that night. I score a goal. Wow. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I was the leading scorer of that trade. <laughs> but we would go into like. Like they gave us an apartment, each of um, a hotel downtown, right. and they gave us a Cadillac for the, all three of us. So we huh. we go to the grocery store, and you know, old ladies be putting their you know, oh. those little defense guys. You know they got that football mentality there. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the old ladies like this. How was uh, Big Mario when you got there? Big Mario the new. He was quiet, but yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. he was happy to see us for sure. Once we, once everybody saw us, how we played, right? And they were just like, "Holy shit." You know, I mean, oh, that's how you play defense. Oh, okay. So, uh, 
Yeah, because Zarley Zalapsky was, if I remember, Sam was he's a good player, but more offensive. 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 Grant, how was how, how was Yager that first year? He was good, but I mean, I I didn't think he was, you know, I mean, I've never played against them, and they were very, you know, I would abuse him as much as I could. Yeah, yeah. You know? and he didn't fight back at all either. Yeah, no, and they, you know, I mean, they didn't have any regular players that could do it. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, deal with me. So, I mean, you know, Jay was there, but you know, he didn't play. Enough. Jay was a great guy, but this Jay Coffee we're talking about. He couldn't stand up when he fought, though. I oh. felt bad for him. He was there, yeah. like he, he, he was more a of a football player. Yeah, yes. So I mean, well, he was with the Rangers, right? Yep. That's I played with him. Yeah, fantastic guy. Yeah, great. He's still there. He's still do. Yeah. He does color. Um, we were in New Haven, so I was with Binghamton. I felt so bad for him. every time he got in a fight, he would fall down. He just couldn't so he, stand up. Right at center ice, boom! Was one punch something. You read this? Yeah, it wasn't pretty. I was just watching him fight the other day. Awesome fight, Probert. Uh, yeah, he, he just couldn't keep his feet. I know. He fight anybody too. He wouldn't back sure. down from anybody. Yeah. Grant, yeah. who was the toughest guy you you scrapped with? Well, not Tom Lee. Probably. He beat the shit out of me in my in the Miners when we we're. He was an Adirondack, and I just come back from it. I got hit with a slap shot here. Dale DeGray hit me, so I I, I couldn't play for like three weeks or two weeks because right. I cracked my arm in a motor. I couldn't see for a fucking week. Oh. But anyway, I came back. I had a screen on. Um, and I, we played Adirondack and I'm out of shape and, um, Robert called me up, you know, oh. and I fucking said, okay, let's take that helmet off. And I did. Oh, he fucking hit me hard. Right. Right on the forehead. Oh, right there. And then he hit me in the teeth. Oh, so he messed his hand up so bad. He didn't yeah. cut me, but anyway, um, give me a concussion when he hit me right there in the forehead. And what's no, the best? What's the best fight you ever had in your behalf? Like beating the other guy, Prober. Oh, it's in Hartford. He comes oh. up after that, so we both make the NHL. He comes up. It's on YouTube. I gotta watch it. Bad, bad video. But he comes up, and he hits me, cross checks me, and he goes, "Let's go, you fuck." Comes through the draft words. I so I, I drop my left glove and boom. Yeah. He doesn't know where he is. You'll see in the video. Drop the line. Come after me after that. He thought I, I hit him so fast that he thought I. I speared him or hit, I sticked him. You said Gerard Gallant came after you? Yeah, he, he was a scrappy guy. Yeah. He was scrappy, but he wasn't in your, yeah. He was scrappy, but he wasn't in your category. Yeah. I had like, what are you going to do? You know, he's like yipping at me. You always did the whatever. So we all served our minutes. And then next shift I was out there, he lined up against me. Probably. Yeah. Like Brian Murray, who coached me in Washington, or really coached me that much. But Sam, you know, he's out. Lined up against me, and I'm like, let's get this over with them. They didn't even drop the puck. We both could have got suspended. Right, right. But they let it slide, and uh, he won it. But I I just missed him again. Like, the, I almost got him again. Oh, wow. Well. But I missed, so. But anyway, he, you know, he beat my head a little bit. But, you, know, you had some good scraps against Cam Neely, too. Cam Neely, yeah, we were going at it quite a bit. But, I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't like doing it. It was like anybody else. Yeah, there isn't many guys. We had, we had Chris Nyland on on the show, and he said that he liked it. But rarely guys, the, the heavyweight yeah. fighters, really like doing it. But I just, you know, I'm just, I like to play the game, and you know, but it just came with their sure. part of my DNA. Well, it was required. Once you built that reputation, too, like, it's hard to take it. Sir, I knocked out Domi in Winnipeg. There's no, Did you really? Oh, yeah, I, I, I didn't know anybody could get to that head of his. Oh, so it's like a cinder block. I caught him. Oh. The first time I'd ever been caught in a fight. Yeah. 
He's in Winnipeg and I'm in Pittsburgh. Well, Alfie had speared him just before that. So the next ship, Alfie's out there. Here comes Ty and it's in Winnipeg. And he's like, just, you know, radar. And all, you know, Alfie, come to the base. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get out there. So, <laughs> Did he seriously say that to you? So I'm like, off I go, you know, lefty. He just said, lefty. You know, you know everybody knows why he was towed in the bed. You know, one of the he is tired. He's scared, right? So I get out there and, uh, uh he just was looking for someone, and he just picked the wrong guy. Yeah, no kidding. At the time, he just walked into it. Boom, same thing, left. But he didn't go down. I couldn't believe it. He, he's a hard man to hurt, yeah. So then what I did was like, he started kind of coming back. He, I slipped with it. And I banged his head on the ice. Like, oh, okay, just stay here tight. You know, well, you know, going to get you off the ice kind of thing. Right. He got up the door he was, and he was holding his head. You know, I, so three weeks later, we both got traded in Toronto. Oh, good. Yeah. He was, that's, that's the strange thing a lot of people don't understand, right? Like guys like to do that, each other, beat each other up. Yeah. And you go to the same team, you have to be a buddies, right? Yeah. And then like we would be practicing Bernsey, um, Pat would, uh, have these drills where it's one on one with the buck in the corner and you bow, we go to bow and everybody would just stand back and they'd put me in tight and get it. And they just sit there and laugh because we didn't give a shit where the buck was. We right. Oh, right. so, uh, that's funny. So how many years were we in Pittsburgh then? Uh, four and a half. Right. And you want two cups there, back to back? Yeah, can you uh, talk about that? That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, after the trade, we you know we started being playing pretty well. And we played. Uh, I don't. I don't have to look in the inside of my rings. Who we played? I mean, I don't even remember. We played Jersey the first series, and that's what Frankie Pietrangelo saved our ass against Stanley. He uh, just came out of nowhere, and Stanley had an open net. Brasso's her, and uh, Pietrangelo and Frankie bluff come up, boom, right in the glove. It was a seventh game, I think. But, but anyway, yeah. and we played um, Washington Capitals. Oh, you're old too. Yeah. We, they had us down three games in one, and we came back and beat them. Wow. That was that was first year we won the Cup. Then we played Boston. We beat them, and then we played Stars in the final. That's right. And we won it in Minnesota, back at the old barn there. So you're a young kid from Canada growing up, and now you're winning the Stanley Cup. How'd that feel? Everybody dreams of that, right? Or yeah. somebody, but when it happens, it's kind of a yeah, the unbelievable feeling. Yeah, yeah. It was it was three weeks of you know partying in Pittsburgh, <laughs> get out of jail free card. You know. Graham, were you there when when the cup wound up in Mario's pool? Were you yeah, party? I was. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell us about that yeah, a little bit? Story? Yes. Let's go. Okay. Well, so uh, party at Mario's pool. Is there, uh, well, it's a big house, you know, and. Uh, there's a waterfall going into the pool, big place. You know, we all, all dressed up, women are dressed up in dresses. And somebody's got this dumb idea to start throwing people in the pool. With the, with the, the, all dressed up, too? Oh, yeah. Oh. All the women. Yeah. <laughs> Coaches in. Oh. And we pissed, they were all pissed off, you know, on the left. Um, I remember it was Troy Lodi and Phil Bork, they, they climbed up the waterfall with the cup and they. <laughs> Threw it in the pool. Well, it, it cracked oh. and it sunk. It went filled up with water, went down to the bottom of the pool. The <laughs> world, oh shit. We, yeah. know, we cracked it. We just saw it sunk. Right. But, you know, it's kind of sealed, so it shouldn't have yeah. done anyway, So we, we got to figure out how to get it out of there. So we got guys diving down, rolling it up. And then and to a certain point, then two other guys would have to go down. Get up to the to the shallow end. We got up on the deck, and it's you know bleeding water. <laughs> That's gonna be a classic scene. Wish somebody had a video of that. God. I don't know where it is, you know. I but I remember videoing it. Oh, 
that's funny. You guys, you guys saying to each other, we just broke the friggin' Stanley Cup? Yeah, what are you, what are you saying there? And there's several adult beverages being had by that point. Forever. <laughs> we're, you know, no, we're just beer drunk, you know, yeah. for, for the last week. But anyway, so we get out of the pool and we're, and we're looking at it. We're like, well, we got to tell. Because the next day we had a big thing at the point where it's 40,000 people right. showing up. And we had to go out on the stage and everybody had to hold the cup up. Well, so we we, we come back and they're like you asshole. Oh yeah. So they get a whole they call Montreal and they let you know the office and they call Toronto and they're like, hey, we cracked the cup. And so we got to fly a silver welder from Montreal to Pittsburgh to get this fixed. But you can't get there until whatever. So we so if you see the videos of us holding a cup up at the point at Pittsburgh, you know, three rivers point. So normally people would grab it on each end, right? right. That's how they hold the cup up. You have to put your hands underneath it. It's what, it broke. <laughs> it broke the whole cup. I tell you, I would love to see the video of it sitting on the deck of the pool with the water pouring out of it. That's you just know, you know what you just gave me a to find it. Okay, I just have the scene too. Everybody's a bit mad. The women are all dressed up. You throw all oh, the, yeah, the so cups in. Coaches, coaches thought they were safe. No. Oh no 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 no! It's with the cup. Just got down. Just jumped in the pool ourselves. But yeah. So then I, I left the left the party about five in the morning i think i was driving back to my place the house i had there wife's already left right so i'm by myself and i'm like i get lost of course <laughs> <laughs> so i see it coco it was like a 7-eleven and there's a cop car there and now you're, you're drunk and you're driving yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good idea yeah why was that the time yeah sure so I, I go and i go hey uh where am i does he know who you are at this point oh yeah he goes, you been drinking? I'm like, yeah. I go, I just left the party. He goes, at Mario's. I'm like, yeah. He goes, where do you live? I'm like, well, you know, I tell him, he goes, follow me. So I know he took me home. <laughs> that's the benefits of winning the Stanley Cup right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that's funny. Funny stuff. So then the next year you went again, right? Yes. Um, we beat Chicago in four games. But uh, same thing, though, we play against... Uh, uh, who played? This is the first round. You actually played Washington, and then you played the Rangers in the okay. second round. Oh, we played you guys in that well, that second. Yeah, I was gone by them, but yeah. Well, okay. So the first round we play against Washington again. They have us three games to one again, and we come back and beat them. I mean, that that ghost followed them for you yeah. know until they won it. Yeah, they had good teams for a long time, just couldn't oh, win. Yeah, especially when they played Pittsburgh. They had, they had Pittsburgh again, three games to one, like yeah. when Pittsburgh won. So Grant, then you get the Rangers next round. They're they're President's Trophy winners. They have Messier. They're favored to win the series. President's then, Trophy. That's a that's a bad omen, yeah. But, yeah. but then they, then there's that goal that that goal on record that uh that Ron Francis goal for a hundred feet out. Yeah, I don't remember anything about that that series. Wow. So well, well, you won. Yeah. yeah. So who and you, and you play Chicago in the finals and beat them? Yeah, we played Boston again uh, oh. in the semis. Oh, I was out of the lineup then. That's when I got pulled out, and and then mm-hmm. so we we beat Boston four straight. They pulled me out um, in the Rangers series for I don't know, I got hurt for a bit. Right. And that, but then we won, you know, the next two games, and they're they're not going to change the line. Sure, right? sure. We get to Boston, same thing, four straight. I can't get back to the lineup. Get back, get to the finals. I'm like, you know, they're trying to get me in the lineup. Yes, we beat Chicago four straight. Yeah. So I was sitting on the sidelines going. So that's a different flavor there, right? I mean, you, you win the cup the first time you play a, a big role in it. And now you don't play for two series. Yeah. 
uh, and then win. You still happy? Is it as much happy as you were when you won it? No. Play? It's just, you know, you just you're kind of on the outside. Level. Yeah, you don't feel like you're part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially when you're a team guy like you were, like you know that that was about you. Like you had to be a team player to play. So now all of a sudden the team's winning and you're not part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of stung a little bit. You know, still does. But yeah. Right. You know, forty years later, whatever. Yeah. How thirty years later? Thirty years, I guess. And how was the party after winning that cup? Uh, not as good as the one. Well, yeah. Do you get a talking to from the management? Or they're like, "Hey, guys, don't break the fucking cup. Whatever oh, you do." Well, yeah, there was that too. <laughs> yeah, it was a little more uh, contained. Uh, I mean, but uh, the first cup, I mean, that city went crazy. Yeah, you know, they had one since the Steelers in the seventies, the Pirates in the seventies, and they were they were primed. I mean, there was forty thousand people at the airport. Yeah, or thirty thousand, whatever it was. At the old Pittsburgh airport at four in the morning when we got back. Yeah, that's a great sports town, isn't it, Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I go back now, and um, I'll be walking down. I usually get seats because I like, to, you know, I'll go up and visit Mario yeah. at his box in between periods or something. Say hi, but I'll be walking down to my seats and someone will yell, "Jennings, get out there!" I still recognize. So you spent what you said four years, four and a half years in Pittsburgh, then in Toronto. How long were you there? Just uh, this for playoffs. Well, you know, just for playoffs. Oh, okay. And we went played against Chicago um, in, the, in the playoffs. And we lost in seven games, so that was it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then where after Toronto? Buffalo. I found Buffalo. Oh, you did street free agent? Buckler. Oh. Yeah, he's yeah. a different dude, right? He's a dick. <laughs> he, he's dead. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, okay. All right. He, my son was beat. My first son was being born. In Rochester, because they kept sending me down and pulling me back up, because it's right there. Right. And, and he, uh, my kid gets bored and we're in Calgary for a road trip. I had to leave halfway through the road trip. So like, just, they were like that. You know, it was all, stage was set. I'm like, I got to go. You know, they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, my kids being bored. And then, so then they, they loaded me to Atlanta, the IHL. They just said, oh. They just said, get up, you know. I yeah. said, well, my kid, I'm not. Oh. Well, can't you send them? Can't, I have my long house in Saskatchewan. But I shut down the winter. It's a kid, you know, it's a fishing place. They said, well, can't you send them to your cabin? I'm like, they want me to send my kid and my wife to my cabin. He, he, are you serious? But that's, that's how they treated me there. Right. So I never forgave them for that. I know. I didn't care all that. So was that where it finished you? Is that where you created? Yeah. Well, after I broke my wrist. So I, I ended up going to the IHL and played at Quebec uh, for the Rafales. And um, I broke my wrist real bad just before playoffs. Like, you know, I got played six screws. Oh, really? Wow. So the next year I went to camp in Pittsburgh, and that's when Constantine came there and brought us new guys. And he didn't want anything to do with older guys. Yeah, he wasn't that kind of a coach, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, he was having problems with Yager, you know. He, he didn't want it. He wanted all new guys. So I didn't have an open hell. I should have went somewhere right. else. Right. For a tryout, and it is. And that was it. Then you were done. Yeah, I went, all, went back to Canada, and then uh, I was living at my house. You know, just for Christmas, Jeff Brubaker calls. Greg, can you come play for us? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's only half the season, but you know. So I ended up going there for, and then that was it. But uh, or my final game, we were in Vegas because I remember my uh, ex-wife was just yipping at me. You know, why are you spending all this money? So. Otherwise, I finally could crawl this guy in center ice, and I knock him out. Yeah. 
he goes to fall and he, I grab him and I held him up and I beat him and I'm, you know, saying, you picked the wrong day. I've had a bad white day. Give <laughs> that to this kid, right? Oh, because your wife? Yeah. Oh, that's so, funny. Very kid. Oh, God. He'll end up like you. <laughs> so, Grant, how do you, how do you wind up in, uh, in Alaska? That's a pretty cool thing. Oh, uh, well, so I, I went, uh, you know, I had to do something. I'm sitting at my house in Canada and, I used to fly. I was flying, taking my pilot's license in Pittsburgh. And I remember uh, there was a school right there for uh, maintenance for engineering, aircraft engineering. So I, you know, decided to go to school for two years straight. Kept my degree, associate's degree, and uh, my licenses to fix airplanes. So then I was hired by U.S. Airways in Pittsburgh. And then I worked there for like two months, and I went up. So I got laid off and saturated the market with, you know, pilots and mechanics. So I couldn't find a job anywhere. So my sister lived in Whitehorse and I looked at Alaska at Anchorage and there was job or Alaska jobs up here. So that's why I ended up here. Wow. How long have you done that now? 20 years. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, I worked for the oil company now, you know, Conical Phillips, major oil company. Good deal. Do you still fly grant? Uh, no, I don't. You know, asked to pick it up again, but you know, by some of my buddies, I got airplanes. Right. Uh, maybe I will someday. So, any regrets at all from your playing career, coming up as a kid or playing in the NHL? Any regrets? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, not working out as hard as I should. Have. Yeah. You know, I tell my kid that he's fifteen, and um, uh, you know, getting on the bike. Yeah. Well, you know, like back when we won. Um, my first year in Pittsburgh there with Badger. Great day for hockey. Yeah. He'd uh, come up to me, ask the game, he'd go, come grab us, still ride the bike. And he asked me, I ride the bike with him. I mean, that's, you know, I just, I just relied on my, you know, my built, my national ability and it got me there. Yeah. Uh, I could have been better, you know, yeah. and that's the regret I have. Yeah. Well, but ties were different too, right? I mean, we know more about it now, about training, like your son knows more. Where, where's your son playing? Well, he's up here in Anchorage. Uh, he's drafted by the Prince Albert Raiders. Okay. WHL. Um, so he's he's got some skill there, you know, but he drives me nuts how they play. Uh, they're so soft. Yeah, but he finishes the checks. It's like you're allowed to do it. Yeah. But he plays here for a high school team, and then he plays on a golf team. And we got, uh, Next weekend, we have our state tournament. Not, uh, last year, they had the 14U, and they... We went to Nationals. We got second in the nation. Well, for double, not triple, but well, still. So he's a pretty good player, defenseman, lefty. But you know, he needs to find that mean G. Yeah, I know. But you said like the game is so different now too. It's almost like I know. Yeah, it, so nice to each other. Yeah, I know. Isn't that true? Yeah, yeah the, the, but, some of the stuff you see them in war office and they're talking to each other, guys on the other team. And we we, we did that at our. Uh, oh, we, we get benched. It's fine. Oh yeah, totally. Well, guys would just kill you. Are you don't talking to guys in the. We we were Eddie Hospital. I started my career with here in New York, and he'd gotten traded awesome. around. Yeah, and then he was in Philly, and we were playing a game in Philly. Mike Keenan was coaching in warmups. Uh, we were shooting pucks at Eddie's feet down the other end, <laughs> just messing with him because we're, we're buddies. Keenan saw Keenan saw us doing it, and he uh, wouldn't wouldn't address Eddie. Took him out of the lineup. Really? Said, oh, okay, that's good. We don't want him to line up either. That's good. Good job. Like Keenan was a jerk. Well, Mr. Jennings, uh, it was great to meet you. It's the first time we met. We joked around about it because neither one of us crossed the red line. But uh, I always did admire you as a player. You're a tough, uh, great team player. 
and won two cups too. That's pretty good. Pretty cool. Yeah. Big career. Went by quick. Yeah, it does go quick. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in the league what, eight years or eight years, yeah. but um, you know, too bad the the salaries weren't. Oh, I know. I mean, I'd let be here in Alaska. Well, but the only problem with that is we were both we were both divorced twice, so they would have got all the money anyways. Well, there, there's that. So, That's only money. So it's only money. Is your address still the same? Mine. You gave me. Yeah, I still owe you fish. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes, it is the same. Okay, good. Yes, I got to get that fish right there. Yeah, get it. Good. Okay. Good. Well, good luck yeah. with your son there, too. You're a very interesting man. Get off to Alaska there. That's a great job. We're going to a cob bite in Chicago in April. We got to buy it, too. That's the USA. USHL. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's great to talk to you. So they break the Stanley Cup. <laughs> And Grant Jennings has it on film somewhere. Oh, I'll tell you, you guys have got to listen to the story. I'm telling you, the story about the uh, the cup going in the pool after Pittsburgh won their first cup. They, they're going to love it. They, oh. But, but where's that tape? We need that yeah, footage. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll put both that, they too. They cracked the Stanley Cup. Yeah, good job. He's a good guy, too. Pretty pretty interesting guy where he's living now and everything, the job he's got and the whole bit. Yeah, very, and very nonchalant about, yeah, I'm a pilot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. So. He's, he's funny. That's a great story. Cool story. Yeah. All right, grasshoppers, thank you for listening. We had a fantastic show. We'll see you next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.